mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. You are now listening to episode 28. Good episode morning, Martin. 28. Where's the time go, Stu? I don't know. I'm I do not old. know. I'm feeling old. What else could we have sorted in this time span? Brexit. Don't start no, talking no, 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 about no, no, Brexit. We'll, Let's move, we'll move on. We'll, we'll lose, move on we'll lose all three followers that we've got. <laughs> I think Theresa May might be one, though. Okay, who's our first guest that we've got international today? We have. Stuart. Not quite overseas, but definitely international. We've got Mark Dyson of Thistle Finance from sunny Scotland. Say sunny. What's the weather like up in Scotland today when you left there, Mark? It was for once. It was very similar to it, like, like it was here. I came down for the rugby Saturday. I left snow in Scotland. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's that, that's typical Scotland weather, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Pretty brutal up there, isn't it? No, no, it's not quite as brutal as, as you uh, we make out. As, yeah, I think it is. <laughs> actually, it's, it's just three degrees colder most of the time. So you, you flew down today, uh, Mark, just, just, just purely for the podcast. Of course, it was. Yes. Well, we're very, very privileged for that. Just give us a little bit of background for yourself, Mark. You know, what was your, what was your, uh, what's your way into the industry? How did you, how did you, how did you survive? And you know, why are you thriving now more so than, okay. than others? I mean, check it history before uh, financial services, um, which involved sort of chemistry and catering. Um, <laughs> it's a good and, the perfect, yeah, the yeah. perfect entry it's examination. Not, it's not breaking bad. Um, but um, ended up doing financial services and was working for Capital Bank, um, selling personal loans with, with this add-on product that uh, was alongside yeah. personal loans at the time. And I thought I'd, uh, I'd get out of that as quickly yeah. as I you could. Saw, you saw trouble. Yes. I saw, it was like, well, I saw how much they were charging and really? thought it doesn't feel good. Mm. And they said, we've got an opportunity to do mortgages in Edinburgh. Um, my mum's family were all from Edinburgh and it mm-hmm. was the summer and they were offering, you know, look after us and festival. And I went, yes, go. <laughs> and sat down next to a, a, a lady and who is uh, 20 years later, my wife. Um, no, actually, she's been my wife for 20 years. It's a long engagement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and just settled into the thing. Um Come 06, 07, I was looking at the amount of money brokers were making versus what I was making. I thought, mm. I fancy a bit of that. Yeah, so in 20, 2007, I decided to become a broker. Well done. It's uh, your fault. We're not giving you Yeah, left, left Bank of Scotland, who were also oh, well blameless. So your um, fingerprints are on everything, aren't yeah, they? MPPI, yeah, okay. Bank of Scotland. I know. Don't, yeah, don't go into business with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, yeah, and then the crunch happened, but actually it was a fantastic learning experience for me. And at the end of it, I went, actually, I fancy doing my own brokerage. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, um, still hardly halcyon days, <laughs> um, set up a brokerage and everything's developed and grown out of the, out of the back of that. Well, it's funny because I think I, I started in 2010 on my own. Did you, Stu, was that around 2009. About? Right, okay. Yeah, so April it's 10. a good point you make there, Mark, that a lot of good stuff came out of that credit crunch. And I remember, I remember reading early on that the, some of the best businesses actually start in, in a recession. Yes. Um, so it'd be interesting to see going mm. forward. You know, just who 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 moves through the next recession, who comes out, who comes out the other side. So, um, so you're not from Scotland originally, though, Mike. No. You know, you sound quite quite clear and lucid. So you can't be Scottish. What, what? Well, it's early in the day. Uh, <laughs> where, where are you from originally? I'm in Yorkshire. Right. Okay. You um, sound like one of those as well, don't I? <laughs> no. Where's your family from? Because you do sound very posh. Because I know a lot of people in, uh, in Yorkshire, <laughs> trust me, that's all right. Yeah, I come from Harrogate, which is a little little pocket of Surrey in uh, up north. So the business that you set up, what, what was that What was that called? It was Edinburgh Mortgage Advice originally, right. uh, mm-hmm. which is still running. Yeah. And then we we were getting 
inquiries through for non-vanilla products, if you like. Like a guy just walked in the in the um, office and went, "Do you do development finance?" And I was like, "Well, we do now. Come sit down." Yes, lovely to see you. Um, and I was the view, and I was sat there going. We've got a couple of really nice big deals in. And I was like, I'm not even looking for this. What happens if I go looking for it? Yeah. And what mm. we'd learned, obviously, a, a lot about doing all of that uh, as part of this process. And was, we were like, right, let's go look for a little bit of this business. Looked around where we are in Edinburgh and Scotland and went, because in 07, there were loads of packages and yeah. master, master brokers, whatever you want to call them, in, mm. in Scotland. The 07, 08 time put pay to all of that. Mm. And so I was looking around and I was like, there's none left, really. There's a, you know, a few, but none of any great scale. If we look mm. for the the next one who can talk about dates of entry or missives or feudal titles or any of the other bits or end releases or stuff like that, um, you go Manchester or you talk to someone Essex or right. the home county. So there's nothing go, local? No, nothing local. So we thought, let's have a go at setting something up to support the, the guys in and around Scotland. Mm, fantastic. So And it's it's working well. Uh, really um, got nice nice growth, but also because... My other company was throughout the UK anyway. It's got a nice spread, and mm-hmm. so we're not, we're not, we, we do, we'll, we'll do business anywhere. It's yeah. just greed, basically. <laughs> I think that's as well, that, that, that sort of time period as well was really when, certainly when Twitter was in its infancy and how it grew. I mean, we started following each other way back then. Yeah, it was 2012 2012-ish, that sort of thing. And at that point, there were the engage, social media wasn't seen as a thing, in inverted commas, was it, that most businesses would choose to get involved in. And I think that's where, as well, it's kind of opened people's eyes because a lot of the time, if you were a broker, you read, you read the industry magazines and that's how you found out about particular firms around the country. Yes. And to be honest, it didn't give you a true picture of how many brokers there were out there mm. and how active they were. There was a regular source of the same voices. Yeah. Mm. And Twitter brought a lot of other voices out. That, and I well, met you both through Twitter. I met the guy who does... Uh, some PR for us through Twitter. I met mm-hmm. uh, someone who's doing some uh, biz- uh, business elsewhere through Twitter. Twitter's been really good for me, my Fantastic. company and I. Yeah, you know, really, yeah. um, it's raised the profile of us. People say, like, um, I had a lender phone me yesterday and go, "Well, I didn't think I'd get you because I thought you were going to be down doing the podcast." <laughs> so uh, people, oh, there's another, there's another listener there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. That, re- that retweet worked brilliantly. Um, <laughs> so, t- t- tell us about the Scottish market, then, Mark. Does it? Does it? You know, we we hear slightly different. Um, uh, terminologies coming out of yeah. Scotland that we're not necessarily familiar with, and we know the, the home buying process is a bit more secure for the buyer and seller up there than it is maybe down here. So, what are the main differences between sort of the Scottish market and, and the English one? Then the Scottish and English market aren't as divergent as they used to be, okay. right? Because previously, if you've gone back thirty years ago, when you put your offer in, you sort of nailed it down at that point mm-hmm. and did what was called conclusion of missives. That's essentially a exchange of contracts right at the beginning, right? But very early on. Mm-hmm. Now the credit crunch had people going, oh, I thought I had a mortgage offer. I haven't got a mortgage offer. I've got problems. I've signed my missives. I'm legally bound to buy this house. And so that's contractual. Got... Yes, it right. is, yeah. Um, there's also a piece where gazumping uh, wouldn't really happen. It does happen occasionally, mm-hmm. but really it's frowned upon by the solicitors would say it as their code of practice of not, once you've accepted an offer, that's it, we're that's done. It. If someone comes in with five grand more, you're too late. Mm. Okay. Also, there's quite a lot of, um, when there's competition for a house, you would have a, a, a time set where you know you bet your best offer goes in essentially blind bidding um and that's and they'll then open them and decide which offer they're going to take won't necessarily be the highest one because you might go oh i'll give you 450 but i've got mine to sell someone offers 440 and they're 
in the right, and they go, well, we want to move, so mm. we'll take the, we'll take that second bid. But the, it's 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 the minutiae really of the differences. There's not a huge amount of difference, mm-hmm. but it's just understanding that so that when someone talks about there's a closing date on something, you go right. You need an agreement in principle, so you know what your budget is going to be to bid, yes, and make a yeah. decision about how heavy how heavy you go in. How much do you want that property? Mm. Um, and the sales process is offers over, so evaluation gets done. We mm-hmm. still like the home reports used to be. They still the him, the home information pack, yeah, him, yeah, right? the they still sort of exist in, to a degree up up north. Um, so everyone's got evaluation. You know what it's worth, but to then begin with. Yeah, yeah, then people go right. I'll pay, and that and they'll go. It's worth two fifty. It's offers over two thirty, and people go, "Well, I'll bid two fifty five, two sixty because I want it." And that's where the competition comes in, rather than bidding under. There's the is there a price. risk, with, from a valuation point of view, that then that the valuable come around and go, "You might have bid two seventy, but it is worth two fifty. Uh, yeah, there is definitely always that. Um, but m- the majority of lenders will accept that home report as right. long as it's been done by oh, a reputable okay. company within as the valuation within a certain time oh, scale, okay. three months. Okay, and even then you can get it refreshed. Okay. But one of the advantages for us is that um, with a number of lenders now offering free valuations, mm-hmm. you can go and have a conversation with the lender going, it was valued at 250 but then we've had bids of 255 260 265 270 We're buying at 270 mm. It, but it's worth what someone will pay for it. Yeah. It's clearly worth more than 250 So we won't get them up to 270 but we might get them to 260 or something like that, mm-hmm. which makes so a huge difference. There's more room for negotiation by the sound of things. It, there, the, the, view, the value is to a degree. Yeah. We'll take a view on where the market has moved since they've been and done that home report, mm-hmm. or what the, what the demand is in that market. And what's what's the state of the, the Scottish market at the moment? Are you healthy up there? Is yeah, it's powerhouse ringing true. It um, it's look, Edinburgh, and, uh, especially, is a little different to the, the, the rest of the Scottish market. But the Scottish market is quite robust, mainly because it always lags mm. everywhere okay. everywhere else. It's the stone in the water piece. Yeah. London goes first, and the ripples come out. Yeah, right. How now, long it takes. Edinburgh is the is the stone in the pool for for Scotland, um, and maybe some of our Glaswegian friends would might disagree. <laughs> um, Aberdeen is, of course, a case unto itself because of oil. Yeah, right. When oil's booming, Aberdeen is it's a, a rocket. different economy on its own. Yeah, isn't it? it is. Yes, it is absolutely. Yeah, and it always lags the investment by about twenty four months. Okay. Okay. And when oil is getting some investment now, but Aberdeen hasn't moved. But it will do. Yeah. Trying to tell some lenders that now's the time to lend in Aberdeen, mm. not when it's booming. Interesting. Is, yeah. is, is a difficult piece. Yeah. But um, yeah, we try and encourage the the lenders to come up and take a view on on mm-hmm. Scotland. Um, didn't you know, an article recently where we've got a number of development lenders come up, and some of them are much better prepared than others. And I'm just going to some of the ones who aren't quite so well prepared. I was like talking to one, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, and we'll use our solicitors in, in Manchester." <laughs> Mate. Is that really a good idea? Because what I don't want you to do is in 12 months' time go, oh, Scotland's been a terrible experience for us. It's a bad market. We're out. Yeah. But it's actually, no, what you need to do was a bit more due diligence. Understand it more. And understand it more and partner with the right people mm. up here and you'd be much better protected and profitable mm-hmm. and still here to the benefit of you, to us, and to the market. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Where, where do you see the industry going, Mark? I mean, you've been, you've been around as long as we have. I mean... Um, Have you got a glimpse into the future? Always interested to know what you think might be the key things going forward. I think that the key things go. The key thing going forward is, of course, technology. Right. Right. Okay. Um, but I see it in a slightly different way to some of the some of the others. I think that actually the mainstream market is going to simplify itself down to make it so that it can be computer says yes. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, the majority, if you try and automate it all, too many of the answers are going to be computer says no. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of those difficult ones and make it so computer says yes. So actually, the specialist market 
if you take it, uh, everything outside of mainstream is specialist, will expand mm-hmm. and the mainstream market will shrink. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the broker's influence on the mainstream market will also shrink because it will be tick, 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 tick. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to my Halifax Bank of Scotland days when I looked across banks of desks of 600 people doing product transfers, yeah. 15-minute phone calls, tick, 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 done. Mm-hmm. Right? But at the time, brokers were also in 06, 07, 08. I don't remember any brokers moaning about all the product transfers going on at Halifax and stuff like that because they were no. too busy writing new business. Mm. Yeah, everyone was a busy field back then and looking down and not looking up. And I think maybe this time around, I think the broker needs to be looking up yeah. and looking forward uh, and, and recognising what's coming down the road mm. and, and preparing now and not whinging in two years' time when there's a, a, a seismic change in the industry. Well, what, no one tell me about that? Or, you know, no, I never saw that coming. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is as well is that with regards to automation as well, I mean, sometimes at the moment how it goes for us all day to day, sometimes you get nice surprises rather than the nasty ones. Yeah. I mean, I keep an application yesterday for HSBC on a remortgage. Went through to do the, the basics of doing key in the evaluation of the property. Autoval. Autoval. Suddenly our valuation comes in at, say, £10,000 higher than what's been put down as our estimate. Great. So as a result of that, then you've got two options. This is the great thing. You've got two options on there. Either you accept this high valuation and then it bases on that on that particular structure, or you can continue to proceed on the lower valuation that you've keyed in based on what the client thinks it's worth. However, if you go for the lower one, you actually then have to have a, a physical valuation done on the property. So there's no, it, it, no question. Yeah. Why would you? And and that's obviously a very positive move because one of the biggest dangers, as we all know, in relation to remortgages on a residential level, are the chances currently of down valuations. I, I think that the the automation piece where you know, sort of mortgage brain buying, um, the criteria sourcing people, mm. the integration of that will allow much smarter as a sourcing. And I think that there are other people doing also doing exactly the same thing. It means that as the criteria piece comes along, you will be able to source in that specialist piece. If we look at the the, the main market becoming more restricted for brokers, actually the, the opportunity in the specialist market is much greater and so, actually more you, m- more where the advice piece will be mm-hmm. required. Do you, do you think the broker is under threat? No, not at all. People buy from people. Um, but where are, the, where, where are all those mainstream brokers who, who, who will be at risk from their automation? I think they need to learn different skill sets. I think that the you know if you can automate the the mortgage, that's not getting the protection side of things or, mm-hmm. uh, sorted. That mm-hmm. people still need to talk to someone about uh, life insurance, about critical illness, about IP, about making sure that you protect to, the asset. Back to advice, got. isn't it? That's what we're saying. Here, where, yeah. Always and just. There are going to be groups of people in the remortgage piece where they go, a two-year or a five-year is right for me, I'm happy with it. Mm -hmm. And if it's 10 or 20 quid a month difference on it, I don't care. Mm. I'll just do it. And and they're they're quite comfortable with the risk that they're taking. When it's the purchase and a piece of that or changing family dynamics or things like that, suddenly you need a person to talk to. Mm. I don't think, well, the broken market never had 100% of it, never will have 100%, but will always have a significant contribution to make because of what we offer to clients, and that's mm. someone explaining what their options are and then giving them a recommendation and about what that should be. And also getting them to think about something they've not thought about. Yes. That's where I think the broker comes into it. Yes. Just telling them from experience, actually, have you thought about that? Yeah. No, I haven't. It, ah, there's a different conversation completely. Um, Mark, come on, you've got one minute. Give us, a, give us an advert why everyone should be using Thistle Finance. I think uh, the piece we want to do is we want to help uh, brokers have more time for the rest of their clients. We talk about it, uh, you get 10 cases in. 
Mm -hmm. Eight of them are really easy. Just do them, right? One of them is a little bit more difficult, and one of them you get a shopping list of 19 items. Mm -hmm. Thistle's specialism is doing those last two. Yeah. So you get those two to Thistle, you'll mm -hmm. still get paid the same amount of money yeah, yeah. that you would have done if you'd done it yourself. Yeah. But now you don't have to do 19 items on a checklist. You can concentrate on the protection, and you can get two more cases in. So you had 10 cases before. Now you've got 12. You've got more proc fee, and you've got 12 protection and opportunities a lot more time. as well. Yeah. Yes. And less grey hair. Well, Sounds perfect. It, it, well, letter. <laughs> yeah. So um, what products do Thistle do? What, what, what sectors are you in? Um, we'll do anything. Really? Uh, in property backed so it's we'll do firsts complex firsts expat non-nationals buy to let portfolios seconds bridging commercial right. development smorgasbord of secured lending it's, there, it's, it's basically mortgage yard see yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I'm, I'm stealing that <laughs> um, so it's essentially when when somebody is that all thank you um <laughs> when somebody comes in and when a broker gets something on their desk and they go that's not my usual piece yeah that's when we say, give us a call because yeah. it's what we have. And do it early on. Don't yeah. try and have a go at it. Get rid yeah, of it well, early. Yeah, it's, look, I'm quite Play happy turning strengths. around. When, when brokers phone in and go, well, I've got someone with a four grand uh, default they paid off 30 months ago. Uh, uh, who, who do I do? I take, take it to Skipton, Yeah, mm. right? Because they don't, they don't mind. It's yeah. not written down, but they'll yeah. do it for you. Yeah. Go, go on. There's no point in us dividing no, no, a small no. brock fee. Yeah. I can give you that. But yeah. next time you've got uh, something more you complex... Yeah. Give something away exactly. first before asking for something later. Well, it's, it's the simple just, basics it, it, of any sales. Yeah, it's really just making sure that we build relationships with the with the brokers and go, here's what we can do for you. And sometimes you're better off doing it yourself. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you that rather than trying to, you know, because they're, they're your clients. We're transactional, yep. not relationship. Yeah, fantastic. Good for you. Right. So, whereabouts on Twitter can they find you, Mark? Uh, they many places. Many you know, places. At Thistle <laughs> Finance, uh, at Dias and Mark, and uh, and Mortgage Advice. Fantastic. Brilliant. Right. So, I think we moved to Scotland. Sounds fun up there. Yeah, it does. I want to go in the summer now. Uh, last question. You know what it is, Mark. You know what's coming. Yes. What's your team? The mighty Leeds. Leeds. We're not a Leeds. Have we had a Leeds before? Do we have a Leeds? So I knew this was coming, you see. You knew it was coming, did you? Yeah. You got some stats. Stato. No? No, 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 no You going no. up this well, year? Well, we got blunted by the Blades on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, actually, yes, I think we are going up. Got whether it. it's whether it's uh, automatic or playoffs, I don't know. Really interesting. Sheffield United and Leeds have got virtually the same run-ins. We're playing mm -hmm. the same teams, either home or away, on about four or three or four of our matches out of the remaining eight. So it is very much... <laughs> The Who's results there with Norwich. Well, Norwich are top by four, right. um, ahead of um, Sheffield, who are ahead of us by there's one or two. I can't remember. It'd be good to see Leeds back. Yeah, need I it. think. I think. Good, you know, there's a bit of history there, and it's about time you came back up now. Yeah, and I think Bielsa's done an absolutely brilliant job with the same yeah. squad that finished 14th last year. You still haven't got the, the the blue and yellow goldfish, have you, in the boardroom that Peter Risdale bought in back in 2000? Uh, I think we wasted money in slightly grander scales <laughs> than a few fish. <laughs> Mark, listen, it's been absolutely fantastic. Safe flight back to uh, Scotland. Uh, that is episode 28 in the can there, Stu. It is indeed. Yes. So you can also suggest yourself as a guest or suggest others and you can also send questions in for future guests as well via our Twitter feed which is at the LM Experience and we will be back with more episodes for you shortly Thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter and remember there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it Music